<clears throat> What's up, fellow capitalists? It's your intrepid guide to the 21st century Nate Houseman here, and we're going to look at the Walt Disney Company. It's facing a lot of trouble, and we're exposing a lot of rot within the company, and we're actually going to examine how it's a microcosm for just about how the um, whole situation is in America and around the world, and how it's kind of a good analogy for what we're dealing with here. So we're going to look at some news stories about all of well, all of Disney's you know troubles, but stock price, public public you know opinion, public image, and we're also going to see what you know the current CEO is going to do about it. And if you find this content valuable, uh, please share it. Please give it a th thumbs up or a upvote and subscribe. Whether you're watching this on Rumble, on YouTube, on Odyssey, or on the podcast, do those things and hopefully you can get a lot of value and give a lot of value to your family and friends. So let's get started. This is from SeekingAlpha.com and they're giving a kind of a report on Disney stock price. And they're saying, goodbye, Mickey Mouse. This is at, this is from June 7th, 2022. Despite stellar growth in subscription for Disney+, Plus, Disney stock remained in sideways action for post-quarter uh, two of 2022 earnings. It's evident that macro headwinds are still against the stock, and we're going to look at some of those headwinds, especially worsened by its increasingly viewed as a streaming company. As a result, uh, they're saying... Don't expect a stock recovery for now, though the reversal should be possible by next year, fiscal year 2023. And they're just going over some of the um, troubles that Disney's going through. And one of those troubles is its favorability rating taking a massive dive. This is from Bounding Into Comics, and I've shared this article on my own website. But Disney's favorability rating has taken a massive dive since last year, a new poll has revealed which sees the company's approval rating collapsing from 77% to an embarrassing 33% amongst respondents. And this, this is by a poll commissioned by NBC News and conducted by Heart Research Associates through the um, month of May. And certain politicians like Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and the vice, the uh, current White House squatter and vice squatter, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they, you know, usually politicians favor very pretty low in these in these um on these polls and brands do, do do pretty decent. Disney has been adored by many generations, but because they're shoving woke politics, far left politics, the public's rejecting them. And so it's you know so much so that you know in government you know, certain politicians are suggesting hey we should reform the uh, copyright laws so that older characters like Mickey Mouse go into the public domain. You know for many years you know the Walt Disney Company has lobbied has lobbied the U.S. Congress to uh, update to change copyright laws so they can hang on to the uh, the copyright for their most famous characters. Mickey Mouse should have been public domain way back in what does it say 1955 when my parents were little kids 
And the fact that the government's considering that, and the fact that the Florida government has taken away Disney World's, you know, special tax haven status, I mean, the public is really going against Disney World. In fact, in Disneyland, it's the subject, Disneyland is, is the topic of a uh, FBI investigation. They're saying that, you know, Disneyland has a cabal that controls the city government. This is from PiratesandPrincesses.net. This is a Geeky Sparkles blog. She's on Clownfish TV on YouTube. Great channel. One of my favorites. So, first Florida, now California. Disney's political problems might have gone just gone more complicated. According to a piece in the LA Times, the Dis a Disneyland employee said is said to be part of an influential cabal influencing the government of Anaheim, California. This ongoing federal investigation is looking into corruption in the city of Anaheim and is investigating former mayor Harry Sidhu as, as well as the former head of the Anaheim Chamber of Commerce in regards to embezzlement, among other things. So, Disney is a huge, powerful company, and it has grown so huge that it can actually, you know, get its way with, it has gone its way with local and state governments in this country, and people are putting stops to it. And... Another macroeconomic pro pro problem that Disney faces is cricket rights in India. Cricket is a huge sport in India, and so far Disney has had kind of inherited the um, the rights to a stream via Indian Premier League on Disney Plus. They kind of inherited that from when they bought 20th Century Fox, but that's up that's up for sale. That's that's up for grabs now. So that's another problem. And what is, you know, another big problem? Well, Disney Star Wars. A lot of fans have rejected Disney's, Disney's handling of the, you know, the beloved Star Wars franchise because of just idiotic, you know, trash handling of the source material. So, for example, um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is on Disney Plus, and by all accounts, you know, the, the whole series is full of plot holes, you know, contradictions of previous continuity. They actually make Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight before their final duel on the Death Star in, in, in Episode 4. It's like, none of this makes sense, and a lot of it's just bad writing, and, they're hiding, and, the, and they hide their bad writing behind identity politics. You know, they've said, oh, if you don't like the character Reva, who happens to be played by an, Af an African-American woman, oh, then you're racist. Well, no, she's just a bad character. Everyone says she just doesn't gel with the rest of the cast. And we've even got admissions by the script writers on Obi-Wan that they haven't seen the original, you know, original trilogy or sequel trilogy movies so the people the um the middle managers and the executives in lucasfilm and other you know and other divisions of disney they're totally they're absolutely half-assing their jobs they don't respect you know what's what's come before and 
the fans are calling them out on it. And the fans are rejecting a lot of what's on Disney Plus, in addition to the LGBTQ, you know, alphabet soup content. One YouTuber who I really love watching is uh, Doomcock on his Overlord DVD channel. And he roasts Obi-Wan Kenobi saying it's nothing less than The Last Jedi all over again. And if you watch this video, he he nails the problem. A lot of, you know, in you know, in The Last Jedi, they degraded. He says that the degradation and destruction of Luke Skywalker was no accident. It's part of Kathleen Kennedy's obsession. Kathleen Kennedy is like the current head of Lucasfilm. The systematic dismantling and subversion of the very universe she swore to George Lucas she protects. And why? Because the force is female. Because intersectional feminism is Kennedy's ultimate goal. Because to dismantle the so-called patriarchy, one must attack its pillars on every front, including pop culture. He continues, I'm so angry as I do this review because I've seen the, thir the third episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I can sum up my review in this way. Episode three is an excellent episode built on top of a rotten foundation. That round foundation is the fundamental abuse of Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's, you know, Lucasfilm is just totally degrading, you know, the, the beloved character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He was a hero in the Clone Wars. He was a wise and, you know, optimistic mentor to Luke in episode four. It's like certain elements of Hollywood, and we're going to look at that after, you know, in a little bit here. Certain elements of Hollywood cannot tolerate, you know, positive masculine you know, examples of heroism, you know, from Luke Skywalker, you know, the way they embarrassed, you know, Han Solo in episode seven, the way, you know, Captain Picard is being, you know, ruined in the Star Trek, in the Star Trek franchise by Paramount. They turned Boba Fett into a wimpy, ineffectual back to tank, sipping, soaking dipshit who, much like other injured bodies, just occupied space while chicks on Vespas drove around doing a sighting for him, says Doomcock. Yeah. You know, we're going to look at some other examples of, we're going to look at some examples of Hollywood reversing course, but it's not a complete turnaround. And it's kind of indicative of, of the uh, culture war they're facing that we're, that's raging on throughout Western society. But, um, before we get into the next article and, and kind of looking behind the scenes, I invite you to visit my sponsor, myself. You can click on the link to uh, NateHouseman.net and store and buy some cool t-shirts and hats. You know, I don't care about your title. I care about your evidence. Insurance is just go thumb me with extra steps. Assets are more important than money. And it's okay to stand up for yourself. My, my tagline. So... Go ahead and click on the link and spread the message. You know, it's and start a conversation. You can also click on the link, work with me, and and um, avail avail of yourself my web design and marketing services. I'm a I'm a referral partner to a white label you know web design and digital marketing service. So if you're in business for yourself, if you have a small business or you're self-employed. You need a website and you need in a website, a good website can cost thousands of dollars up front. But with some of these plans, you can pay for it monthly. So 
you can pay, you know. For a three-page website, you can pay, you can start with just $89 per month or pay up front $899 up front. But work out, look at what works for you and take advantage. So moving on here. We have a great article from thatparkplace.com. And this website is uh, run by WDW Pro, who is a Disney insider. He doesn't use his real name because he would probably he'd probably get terminated if he was you know found if they found out he was leaking all this Disney Disney insider information. Whenever he appears, whenever he's like interviewed on other YouTube channels or other video channels, he uh, uses a little voice modulator to disguise himself. But whoever wrote this article on the website, they have a great point. Bob Chapek, who is the current CEO of the Disney company, he's beginning his revenge. Disney mega exec Peter Rice is ousted. So a lot of people have, you know, conflicting, have, are arguing about whether Bob Chapek really is doing anything good for Disney. You know, right now he's leading it through probably the biggest, the biggest period of strife that the company's ever faced. And there's some who blame his predecessor, Bob Iger, for a lot of it. You know, he, Bob Iger, hired a lot of, you know, executives because, and political hires because he had, he got into his head that he wanted to run for office. And apparently another one of those political far left executives is Peter Rice. So let's go into the article here. The last few months have not been kind to Bob Chapek. After hiring a public relations and government liaison to get the company in Jeff Morrell, as well as setting up a plan to moderate the company away from hot potato socio-political issues, Chapek was blindsided by forces inside his company that wanted to derail him. Using the legislation in Florida as their weapon, and that would be the uh, anti-grooming bill in Florida's public schools, those forces formed an organization known as Disney Walkout that then worked together with other entities associated with the Reimagined Tomorrow and Disney's Human Resources Department to allegedly trip up the company's CEO and its plans. It seemingly worked. Within weeks, Chapek was forced to film an apology that has been compared to a hostage video, while Jeff Morrell decided to leave the company of his own volition. The April efforts to moderate the company were so overthrown that the company spiraled into the farthest opposite direction. But after a semi-solid earnings report in May, it appears that CEO Bob Chapek is now ready to start chopping heads. And though you might have thought he would go to go after someone like Tom Newtonthurst, that would not have been a good PR move on his part. It would have certainly seemed retaliatory, retaliatory, retaliatory and named it a minority woman. Instead, Chapek's first person to take out is none other than one of the biggest bigwigs at Disney, a man who hired several of the people we saw in the reimagined tomorrow videos that were so damaging out of Christopher Rufo's reporting, and the man who is tied very strongly to the Walter Kites Foundation we have discussed before, and we'll look at the Walter Kites Foundation in a little bit. Bob Chapek took out Peter Rice, chairman of Disney's Entertainment and Programming. This is a huge firing. From The Hollywood Reporter, sources say embattled Disney CEO Bob Chapek summoned Rice to his office Monday and relieved the former Fox executive of his duties. Rice's top lieutenant, Dana Walden, who also made the move from Fox to Disney, will be taking over his responsibilities. Sources say Rice had multiple multiple years left on his contract and will receive a rich payout. 
So according to sources inside Disney, this is, this is uh, the article again, Peter Rice has been one of the leading voices pushing for a certain socio-political and cultural agenda within the Disney company. We knew something was up recently when Disney put out put in a reasonable, incompetent, longtime Disney executive, executive to work on government relations in a way that bypassed Peter Rice. We covered the very quiet Charissa Gilmore promotion weeks ago. In April, we also covered the connection between Peter Rice and the Walter Kites Foundation, on which he served as a board member. This was a major way in which the Walt Disney Company's financial interests were being allegedly subverted by a distinctly ideological push. And here's a quote from the website. In reality, or from the previous article, the organization has become something of a trailblazer in promoting identity groups over individuals. Not only does the organization promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, but it goes so far as to advocate for belonging. And we can see that on the WalterKites.org website. And Kites is spelled K-A-I-T-Z if you want to look it up yourself. That's a new category you might not hear much about from other organizations and which borders on the edge of religious or spiritual content concept. Where the Walter Kites Foundation is no longer just diversity, equity, and inclusion, it's D-E-I-B. The organization advocates for an idea known as the Renaissance of Identity, or as I understand it, the, re the reemergence of tribalist thinking over individual meritocracy. This is from inside the Civil War article. So the author says, I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain that we're literally the only news organization that covered, the Peter, that covered Peter Rice and his connections with the Walter Kites Foundation and the Disney Civil War, we alleged, was happening behind the scenes against Bob Chapek. So, and this is such, you know, this is another example of what happens in, like, in companies and even in government. A new leader comes in promising to, you know, shake things up and reform and make, make things better. But the middle rank executives or the middle rank ranking um, bureaucrats, say, in the executive branch of the government, they mutiny. They work against the leader. You know, we saw this with President Trump in his first term. You know, he had trouble with lifers in the FBI, like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, you know, and, and other, you know, and members of Congress. There's always some sort of, like, power struggle going on. You know, parts of the organization are on the public side. Other parts have a totally, you know, communist, corporatist, you know, elitist, you know, tyrannical agenda to push on people. So, and then it's up to, you know, independent you know, voices like me or the blog or the YouTubers or bloggers or podcasters to call it out, to um, make the judgment one way or another, make it not, not a judgment, but kind of discern, you know, analyze things going on. So, Now, is uh, Bob Chapek really the guy we need to, we need to root for? Is he, you know, you know, an, a CEO who's really going to effectively save the Walt Disney Company? We don't know, and that's that's part of the problem. We're we're in a we're kind of in an information war. You know, things aren't going to be settled until one side or the other is defeated. So, don't be surprised that this isn't the last big firing from Bob Chapek. It seems that he feels confident that his job is secure, and now it's time to start emptying out the bad actors of the company. 
in his opinion, not ours, who are potentially insubordinating the fiduciary goals of the company. He weathered the storm. He's seen Disney's polling numbers plummet. Now, after people have gone on to talk about other things, it's time to start taking up the people who may not be very well known to the average public, but who may have been behind much of what was going on. So, and this is another theory that I have. It's possible that Bob Chapek wants, you know, all this public, you know, you know, outrage. He wants to, he wants people to see how rotten the Disney, Walt Disney Company has gotten. He wants, you know, journalists like Christopher Rufo to, you know, expose all the middle, middle, you know, middle ranking executives. You know, he wants, you know, people, people to know, his customers to know, hey, there are some weirdos in my company. And this is not what, you know, Walt Disney would have wanted. So, you know, he, apparently he does have the um, the blessing of Disney's board of directors, particularly I th- what's her name, Susan Arnold, who's like the uh, I believe the chairman of chairperson of the board. You know, she's um, I've heard you know articles about her. She wants to get she wants the company to get back to its family friendly you know image and content. So it could be that you know. He's he's in a he's in a position to weather, to endure the storm, and then effectively reveal you know all the rot, and then he's in a position to clean house with the public's blessing, you know people saying oh we're I'm never gonna support Disney again well, just hang on for a while just hang on for like maybe a few months or a couple of years and see what happens then, and just think. I keep saying, ever since Joe Biden started squatting in the White House, ever since he, you know, finagled his way and, and overturned, overturned the 2020 election, how many, you know, scandals have, how many scandals have been revealed there? Like the uh, hedge funds in Wall Street, the um, mismanagement of Afghanistan, the, I can't, you know, I'm having trouple thinking of some of the off the top of my, the top of my head, but. Just think how many you know, red pills have been served since he finagled his way in to the high, highest office of the land. You know, in a way, you might argue that Donald Trump wanted this to happen so that the people can experience and see just how rotten things are in government. So, and when we know, and when we see the rot, we're in a position to get, clean it out. So... Here's uh, the Walter Kites Foundation, their website. Like I said, Kites is spelled K-A-I-T-Z. So just go to walterkites.org and you can just look at them for yourself. And they've got this um, meeting called the Hollywood Creative Forum. If you're listening on the podcast and not seeing the um, their logo here, it looks eerily like the World Economic Forum logo. It's like got a very similar font and just kind of like similar way the, um, the words are arranged. And that's another example of, a, of the microcosm. You've got these um, nonprofit and you know, non-governmental organizations like Walter Kites and the Forum here. They're you know influencing the way Hollywood is run. And you've got organizations like the World Economic Forum or think tanks in Washington steering how governments are run, how other corporations are run, and they are. Very pricey, you know, you can't really, 
attend them unless you uh, fork over a lot of money. So they have become like a tool of the elites and a way for, you know, certain, certain, you know, business and government leaders to collude, but not collude, not officially, you know, how to um, kind of collude against the people. But we are seeing, you know, pockets of resistance and pockets of populism and pockets of quality and service to the customer. You know, you've seen, we have seen a few, you know, Hollywood has been just almost worthless in the last few years, but we have seen some good examples of entertainment. We've seen, you know, Top Gun Maverick is tearing things up. You know, it's, it's a, it's a movie that honors the, the original movie. That's doesn't, it's not full of potholes. You know, it, you know, it respects the military and American values. You know, it's it was made by Paramount Pictures. But Paramount Pictures is also, like I said, producing the current Star Trek, you know, shows, which are embarrassingly, embarrassingly bad, like Picard and Star Trek Discovery and Strange New Worlds. In another case, you've got, you know, Sony who made, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. A great movie that honors Peter Parker and all the lore that came from the comics and all the all the lore that came all the movies that came before it. Sony is also, you know, they make the PlayStation, and a lot of people in the gaming gaming sp- space they're like super upset about Sony's like censorship of PlayStation games and its woke content. So we do have, you know, you know, pockets of, we do have warring factions within each organization. And in Disney, I mean, pretty much all of Disney's current entertainment and media is woke, but people are still flocking to the theme parks. We've got this you know, article from the blog DisneyDining.com, and they kind of report on Disney's latest uh, uh, investors report, and they do say theme parks are booming. You know, they're, they're continuing to be pleased with the overall demand and attendance trends at our domestic parks. You know, that would include Disney World in Florida. And it's worth noting, it's worth you know, mentioning that Bob Chapek, before he was the Disney CEO, he was the head of the theme parks division. And he's not necessarily from Hollywood. He's from a part of the company that's more, that's more directly, you know, involved with customers. So, you know, theme park fans, you know, they criticize Chapek because he's a penny pincher. Like he's, they call him Chapek. That's his nickname. But he does understand the importance of serving the customers. So that's where he's coming from. And that's why I do think he might be the one to, you know, pull Disney out of the red ink and back into a good, a good public image. Hopefully, if whether or, not, whether or not he's the one, he'll set things up so that that can happen. So, and just just know that things may look bad now, but there are pockets of resistance. There are pockets of people within organizations who want their their companies or their governments to do the right thing, and 
we as you know people outside or even independent you know self-employed individuals we need to discern who is you know doing the right thing and support that so with that i'll let you go like i said if you uh, find this content valuable please give it a upvote give it subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on and share it i'll let you go i'm in houseman and i'm gonna let you know it's okay to stand up for yourself have a good one